0: What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Or as in today's episode, maybe we'll find out that you don't learn to paint bravely. I don't know. But that's going to be something we're going to talk about a little later on. Before we get to that, why don't we uh, toss it over to Brett and just see uh, what you've been up to last few weeks. Yeah. Well
1: i'm gonna talk about this gnome again casey i've got this gnome i've been working on
0: it's not dark eldar so i think we're we're in the, the green.
1: no i <laughs> i got those all to the same step and then i put them back in a little cake pan put them away for a little while mm-hmm. you guys don't need to be hearing about dark eldar i don't need to be talking about it i don't need to be painting them we'll just put those <laughs> away for a little while
0: <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs>
1: I think it's better for everybody if I'm I'm painting gnomes. I'm mm-hmm. excited about gnomes. I got a lot of color on there. Okay, so I've got this one figure. It's a Relic Blade gnome. He's a metal model. He is a gnome riding a fox, and he's got a wooden spoon and he's flinging potions at people. We've been over this. We've talked about this. Yeah, we're, I love we're it. We're all mm-hmm. on board. <laughs> now the thing is, with this model, a lot of choices. You gotta pick the color of the fox. I went for a standard kind of orangey yellow fox. Cool, cool. You gotta pick the color of the potions. Now, the rules for Relic Blade they got red poppers, they got green poppers. So I'm going mostly red and green for the popper color, the potion color.
0: I right? didn't know that.
1: <laughs> okay. Minor. Are- Oh, were you painting them different? Well, (laughs) see, I read my rule card (laughs) because Relic Blade is a game that I actually read some of the rules for. We've been over this too. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. where we're leading up to is we've got one major color block on this gnome that has not been decided. It's the hat. It's the pointy gnome cap. The the garden gnome hat. Mm. And I was having a conundrum. We've got... We've got orange on the model. We've got greens. We've got reds. What color is this hat going to be?
0: I mean, I feel like you got two options, right? huh. You got blue, uh-huh. blue and orange, right? And you got purple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I would be leaning towards maybe a purple because you've got some red in there, too.
2: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I
0: mean? So, like, that would make some sense. Like going with a purple hat with the orange fox and the red potion?
1: I think that's a fine choice. <laughs> purple would have been a fine choice. I went with blue. See, I went with blue. I,
0: I think that's a uh, an acceptable choice as well.
1: I went with blue, and then I immediately started to second-guess myself. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, it's the only blue thing on this model. I mean, I gave him some blue jeans, like some gnome blue jeans, but then, like, still, it wasn't looking quite right. Yeah. And... I took to Instagram well, mm. first, I took to PowerPoint, I took to PowerPoint and I drew a little triangle over the picture of the gnome yeah and and like changed the color of his hat mm-hmm. and so on Instagram, you can put up to ten pictures in in one little not story, whatever Instagram post, so mm-hmm. I posted just the the vanilla picture of my almost painted gnome with his blue hat, and then I posted nine variants with different color hats, okay, as like. Let's crowdsource this. Let me know what I should go with. And these people are not helpful because everybody <laughs> picked a different color. Some people picked colors which the were not even, even there, an option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know what I was expecting. There I figured there was a chance that there would just be this massive consensus around, oh, you gotta go green. Yeah, you gotta go green. But no, it was, yeah. people were picking everything. Some people liked blue. Some people liked purple. But there were people talking about reds and greens and orange and like different blues. Teal definitely came up. I don't know if that was a joke. Actually, it would have been pretty
0: good. But. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, now that you say it, right? <laughs> yeah. The okay. the thing about the internet, though, right, in a nutshell, is it's it's chaotic at at like best. Right. Right. So, yeah, you're going to get all the options that you didn't show. Like, you're just, is it red or blue? They're like, how about green? <laughs> like That's not what I asked.
1: <laughs> no, I gave him, I gave him 10 different options. And then plus the rest of the rainbow for, for people just to fill in. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the internet is not always helpful, but we're, we're getting to a semi-serious point here about picking colors. Mm-hmm because sometimes you really get stuck on a dilemma and especially if it's an important color choice. And for a gnome, the hat is a very important color choice mm-hmm. because it is normally a bright color. It is a big solid color. Normally mm-hmm. it's like on the extremity of the model being the, you know, the size of their whole body, but sticking off of the top of their head. <laughs> yeah. So it's important color. It's important choice. And anyway, these, uh, these unhelpful people of the internet were were not helping me out very much, or they were they were help they were all helping me a lot in in completely different right. directions, which amounts <laughs> to kind of the same thing. Just kidding, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I get frustrated with all these people on the internet, and I just don't touch it for a while. Uh-huh. And I come back to it a week later, and it looks right. He has a blue hat. I've said nothing about whether this is a stylish gnome he's just a blue hat gnome yeah like we all wear things we shouldn't wear I wear Crocs every day of my life should I do that arguable but I do that's 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 part of who I am and uh you shake your head at me
0: I mean Crocs is an identity like thing (laughs) versus a gnome hat like come on now (laughs) that's yeah I don't think there's a
1: comparison (laughs) I think I'm coming to a real point here. I think I'm getting to a nugget. Like, yeah, yeah. Af- after a while, the color you paint something is the color it's supposed to be. That's like, true. That becomes fused with the character that, that becomes a part of what it is. Yeah. He has a blue hat. He's been wearing that blue hat for for a week or two now. He's not about to change it now. That's his hat. Like that's <laughs> that's his hat. That's what he's, he's like, got. Ah, yeah. It doesn't match,
0: but you know what? He's okay. He's okay with it. This is an exercise in like exposure therapy. Is what this is. You you've, you've seen the model every day for a week, and you're just like you know that's feeling feeling more okay every day.
1: Habituation, yeah. desensitization, <laughs> exactly. you know, all these things. But
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it seems fine.
1: Seems fine. And that's where I'm at. So this gnome is almost done. I've got to finish up a couple of little details, but this is a, a story of acceptance and mm,
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. denial, anger, bargaining. You eventually <laughs> end up, at, you keep the blue hat and uh, here we go. So
0: I mean, I think, I think blue is, is a good option. Like blue and orange, it, what, aren't they directly across each other? Yeah. Yeah. That's literally yeah. the complementary color for for orange. So like you you kind of can't go wrong with something like that. I mean you, you obviously can, but like for a gnome, bright bright orange fox like it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh I have the same not the same gnome. I don't have the fox gnome, but I have my gnome from Relic Blade and mm-hmm. he's got a lovely blue hat. Now, I did do some shading Ooh. in the front and got that nice like white highlight down the side. So, you know, it's not Ooh. like it's not a, a a fancy hat, but it's it's not your average hat either. But so it you did is blue. Some
1: non-metallic metal on that blue hat is that what you're I trying mean, to tell me?
0: It, I suppose you could say that non-metallic uh, cloth color. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a nice little uh, blended highlight in the front. So really catching the light. huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. He, well, yeah. He's kind of like he's he's sitting down. He, he's got like one hand on the knee, and he's kind of looking you know and he's it's all lit from that angle it makes sense yeah blue is good cool beans cool beans <laughs> even even the cat's like it it's perfect
1: yeah snuffles is going a little bit nuts right now so in the last hour i figured out that there's definitely a rodent like in Ooh. between the roof and the, <laughs> the drywall here <laughs> and apparently the the inside space is in this room It's really made some progress from one side of the room to the
0: other. (laughs) You can hear it scratching along, man. You know, what's funny is I've in my, in my closet where I used to film all my videos. um, And now it's just like an editing room, uh, like outside it above my closet, there's actually a, a bird's nest and it's been there for a while. It's in this like crevice under kind of this roof part. And like every so often I hear them in there and it, freaks me out, man, because I'm like, oh, man, there's something in here. And then it's like, oh, no, it's 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 like a bunch of birds out of nowhere. But yeah, that that like scratching in the walls noise, that, that'll get you. You have to do something. Cut a cut a little, you know, half circle out of the bottom. Put some cheese out.
1: Okay, we can do this story. We can do this story. The last <laughs> apartment I was in, okay, like, kind of had the same thing. These cats just started, like, looking at the walls, and then, like, you know, like, both cats were, like, tracing their way mm. around the apartment. Evil spirits. And mm-hmm. eventually, like, the, the, the noise was coming from a place in the wall that had a, a vent bolted into it or, or screwed into the wall. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, I, like you know, put on a long sleeve shirt, put on my work gloves, and, and undid the screws, Fancy undid crocs. four screws to <laughs> take off the vent, and a flying squirrel. Oh like, no! <laughs> it was a flying squirrel. It didn't start flying immediately, but it like walked out, started drinking the cat's water like from the water bowl, and then <laughs> and then I looked in the hole. This was the bad part. There were like. Eight skeletons of oh, other no, rodents. They like
0: couldn't get out.
1: Oh. Had, had, had somehow like fallen in in that particular, you know, behind those posts, those uh, those studs in in right. the drywall. I just couldn't get out from that particular <laughs> trap. But, which makes me wonder about you know every every place I've lived in since then. I guess.
0: <laughs> just how many skeletons is just between every
1: stud? I don't know. Uh, maybe if, if you have done renovations as, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. one of your, your jobs in life, let me know if between every stud and in, in every building is just, just skeletons, eight
0: rodent carcasses. <laughs> 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 Man, what a blubber! <laughs> yeah. Do you at least let this one go? You're like, I think well, you deserve it.
1: <laughs> I spent the next two hours chasing it around with like Tupperware. Sure. And I could not catch it. And then... Mm-hmm. So two hours me trying to catch it with Tupperware, and then in hour three, I let the cats help. Like maybe they can help me corner it or tired it out or something. And I mean they're they're
0: declawed in the
1: front, right? So No, they they both have, they both claws. have okay. Like I
0: don't know, I just yeah, assume they yeah,
1: would I, was, I I was taking risks. I had been chasing this thing yeah. around my by, by <laughs> room for risk. two hours. I was I was taking risks <laughs> at this point. And anyway, then this this squirrel just disappears. Like, I, just it was there. We were we we kept almost cornering it, and then I'd miss with the Tupperware, or it mm-hmm. would just like jump over me. Like this this thing was <laughs> was going nuts because oh, it is a flying squirrel. Like it was. Uh, yeah, it's agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this room also had stupid construction with uh aluminum posts in it for no good reason <laughs> and so it was like going up around the room and everything and mm-hmm. anyway, it just disappears. Like, whoa, where'd this squirrel go? Spend another hour, like hour four, it's like where'd the squirrel through, go? Yeah. Where is the squirrel? It's in your bed. And um it disappeared. I found it. I found it uh, weeks later, dead inside my desk. But that's a whole different thing. Casey, why don't you tell me about your new Imperial Guard charcuterie?
0: Uh, yeah, charcuterie. Uh, so it turns out, since Brent is actually walking away right from the camera, that he didn't know that charcuterie was a real word. So why don't you just uh, make fun of him for that? That's funny. So, anyways, I posted a video about. Basically painting an Astromilitarum army the other week. Last week. Something like that. Um, I've never painted any Imperial Guard, any Cadians, any whatever. You know, and I had some opinions about them. And that was fine. That was all fine. Um, what I didn't realize is that during the entirety of the video, I had uh, I had turned the turret of the tank backwards and i cannot tell you like i've gotten more comments about how much heresy it is to have the turret of the tank on backwards than like than any other comment i've ever gotten ever and and then i posted a uh like a community post of me like you know turning it back around and going there i fixed it you know but it's been a week let me tell you it has been a week of, like, answering comments and trying to be like, look, man, it was an accident. I did not mean it. But, like, people took it, like, very seriously. Like, a lot of people thought I was doing it on purpose to make fun of them, which I wasn't. <laughs>
1: um, I can see it, though. I, I would believe that as a possibility. I, yeah,
0: I could see so. it. Um, but the thing is, like, if you look at a, a Lehman Rust tank, from the Astromilitaryman Warhammer 40k legitimately um the turret looks like it's on the wrong way already and if you turn it around, it looks like a real tank. People didn't buy that though they didn't they didn't think that was funny yeah so. those
1: people mentioned the exhaust pipes that are clearly in the rear of the tank <laughs> now but... see
0: this here's the thing <laughs> okay here's the thing while I was painting this tank. I was thinking, man, it's a little strange that there's exhaust in the front of the tank, right? Because that seems weird. But then I was thinking about this movie that I used to watch a lot. I haven't seen it in a while, actually, called Kelly's Heroes. Have you seen this movie? I've heard of it. Okay, okay. It's uh, Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland, and a bunch of other awesome actors, right? Um it's essentially these people who like find out there's like Nazi gold somewhere and it's, it's like a big gold hunt, but they're all like world war two and they have to like leave and go do this whole mission to try and find this gold and steal it from the Nazis. Their plan is to like get rich and then come back home from the war. Right. Very funny movie. Also pretty good, like world war two movie. So just throwing that out there as a recommendation. Um, but there's this whole thing where Donald Sutherland is talking about, like, Tiger tanks versus, like, the U.S. tanks and how, oh, man, like, uh, you know, the only way to to get around one of these tanks is to, like, shoot it right up in the ass, right? We got to get around it and just just fucking shoot it. And I'm thinking, like, okay, well, maybe, maybe the Cadians didn't want to put their engine in the back because that seems like a weird thing. I don't know why this is going through my head, but this is seriously going through my head, and then and then I just didn't I didn't look into it further. I was just like, "That's just the way it is." Didn't yeah. think about it.
1: Now I'll give you that I think, oh, oh, not a military historian, but I think many tanks have 360 degrees turret operation. Uh, yes, or, as or does that this at least plastic is a one?
0: This plastic mm-hmm. turret does swivel. Uh, sure, completely sure. in circles, and uh, it even comes off the tank. I can just take it off because it's plastic. Yeah, it's made of plastic. It's not a real tank.
1: And I'm also gonna give you that it grew on me. It, <laughs> it does look cool. <laughs> it, it looks it grew cool. On me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it like it does. It legitimately does. Um. <laughs> so okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up the tank to the camera. Uh, we do record this podcast uh for YouTube, so youtube dot com slash paint bravely the podcast if you wanna check out the video, watch, listen, you know, it's not much different, but you know, shenanigans, uh yeah. office eye rolls to the camera, that kind of thing. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh but I'm so gonna hold imagine, up the tank
1: imagine the profile of this tank. The treads are like a rhombus. So yeah. the the top of the treads are kind of offset from the bottom of the treads. The the shape of the treads is a rhombus. And the correct way is that the top point of the the rhombus is leading and casey has it so like the bottom point of the rhombus is leading
0: yeah so so what i'm holding up is the correct position of the tank where it's actually (laughs) dangling off the top portion of that rhombus it doesn't really make sense like that's i feel like that would be weirdly like top heavy and it would flip forward but you turn it around and all of a sudden like the center of gravity makes more sense and you have like I don't know, it just looks cooler. It's like it has this nice curve down with the tread, and it it just makes sense. And, like, yeah, there are guns pointed out the other direction, I'm thinking, like, cool, that's to, like, cover their six. No big deal. Makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense to me. But obviously, I was wrong, and I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was
1: funny that you made a a YouTube community post just to apologize to try to head (laughs) that off at the curve.
0: (laughs) You know what's even better is there's almost like I think this is like three quarters of the amount of comments that I got on the YouTube video in that post going oh thank god oh, oh I was almost dying uh, it's so uh, good <laughs> so that's um, that's been my week but I, I did paint a boatload Cadians and um, you know it was they were fun to paint I'm um, not a huge fan of them like they, I think they feel like kind of generic like they're just you know Soldiers, pretty standard. Um, yeah, I think they have their place, but um, again, I don't know. It's not like I'm trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just not not a huge fan. Um, I also painted everything all rusty, and apparently that's uh, that's no good, too. Can't do that. Yes, you did? Yeah, so my answer was, these are my toy soldiers. That These are mine. There are many like them, but, but these are mine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <sighs> so, yeah, that's that's the whole tank debacle. The whole situation went down this week. Uh, video's doing good, though, so, you know, it all works out.
1: There you go, that charcuterie. <laughs>
0: yeah, charcuterie. A <laughs> little,
1: little, <sighs> little sample pack of that army. Very yep. nice. Yep. Very nice. <laughs>
0: You you been painting anything else this week? You been doing anything else, Brent? Nah, nothing, nothing important. Nothing
1: important. Like we'll we'll get back to it next time around. I'll tell you about my dark Eldars again, you know?
0: Right, that makes sense. Give give it a, an episode before you bring that back up. Mhm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a pool table situation all over again, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going longer. <laughs> oh man. It's got to wait a year and then bring it up and be like, I'm finally done.
1: <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. It's just going to sneak up on us. <clears throat> All right, well, Casey. Yeah. You, you wanted to do an actual topic this time. I mean, So yeah. let's get into it. We, Lead us off.
0: I, I do usually want to, but what ends up happening is uh, we just start BSing and then uh, it's fun. So, Yeah. <laughs> that's generally how that goes but we do we actually have a pretty fun topic today like i said uh maybe you maybe you won't learn anything from this podcast maybe that's it the the actual topic for the episode is does watching youtube miniature painters actually make you a better painter that's that's a question that i think probably brent and myself have to ask ourselves pretty often because that's kind of what we're doing generally so it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. do our videos hold any weight do they actually teach people things um i'm gonna let you start brent because i know that our our answers are different i think
1: yeah when you mentioned this topic you're like yeah so the answer is no right I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's well, not how i think about no. it but okay we can, <laughs> maybe we'll have something to talk about here yeah, yeah. uh so let me, let me let me get lead. into this approach First off, if you are watching mini painting videos while you're painting minis, then they help you. Like if you, if this is something for you to do that keeps you at your painting desk, then it helps. Yeah. It, <laughs> anything that gets you at your painting desk is good. Um And so what we'll get to, into later is, are you watching videos instead of painting, uh, uh, that gets a little more dicey, I think. Yeah. Um, and and while we're talking about that, if you are listening to Paint Bravely the podcast, I mean, it's y- you should be multitasking. This should not be the only thing you're doing with this time. If you were, if you're like watching the video of this and taking notes or something, you no, 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 no.
0: Unless it's about tank turrets specifically, I think that's. We got that. <laughs> we nailed that one. Right.
1: Uh, while you're listening to Paint Bravely, the podcast, you should either be, you know, at the grocery store, kind of, you know, getting your meal prep done, or <laughs> or you should be uh, sitting there at your painting desk, maybe getting a little bit of hobby done. So, there. I just want to make sure people aren't wasting time only listening to Paint Bravely, the podcast. I Oh, i think people have learned by now but i mean we i never mentioned it i so. think that's
0: that's most podcasts like pretty much yes 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like i do feel like most podcasts I, i'm gonna be doing something else like this is this is my time to like zone out while i'm doing the dishes or something <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah yeah but but painting okay. specifically yeah
1: that's okay So if you have, you know, a laptop or something there at your painting desk and you just got a little little loop going of of a a few mini painting channels, perfect. Cool. I I don't think that necessarily helps, but if that is a small part of your ritual that gets you to sit down, good, 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 good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Now, Casey, you wanted to say how mini painting YouTube videos don't help you learn how to paint, so why don't you get into that?
0: Well, I think I think that's taking it maybe a little far. It's not that's like what a you hard. Said. I sort. <laughs> I there was a but. There's a but in there. So I think that a majority of uh, YouTube videos that try and teach you something, unless it's like something technical that is like mathematically one to one kind of thing, like. It's more of an entertainment thing that inspires you to try the thing that they're talking about, right? So I can talk about glazing. I can show you how to do that. But if you're not really, I don't know, if you're not inspired to go out and try doing that, you're not going to learn or understand like how that actually works. Like you have to apply something to that and it's going to take more than the first time you do it. Right. So there's like there's way more learning and there's way more trial and error in actually sitting down and trying something that you've seen on YouTube. Like for the most part, what we do is like edutainment. Right. We're trying to keep it entertaining while trying to educate or inspire in that education. Um, But, you know, it's YouTube. Like we have to also make it fun. And a lot of the times what that does is it. When we actually get to the painting portion, and in my experience of just watching, you know, painting on YouTube, um, you don't see every brush stroke. You don't necessarily get the exact reason as to why something is happening or like how that that brush is acting with that paint at that consistency or whatever the case is. So. I think that that most of the videos that we watch, including the videos that I watch, are inspiring us to do something and to try something and to learn it rather than actually teaching us to do it specifically. Now, I know there are some exceptions. I think there are painters that do one-to-one painting videos that are hours long. Uh, A lot of Patreon painters do that. But their whole goal is pure education where there's feedback involved, right? That you're taking a photo, you're taking a video, you're sending it, you're getting a little bit of feedback from a teacher and actually learning something that way. Otherwise, if there isn't a lot of feedback, like you're not necessarily going to be learning as much as you think you are. And as, if you're not painting while you're watching the video too, then yeah, that is, that is a pretty big detriment. If it's just, I'm watching this for entertainment, you know, and that doesn't take away from it. I, obviously, I don't, I think what we do is, is pretty fun and, you know, important for the hobby. I think it keeps people going, but uh, I don't think it's purely a teaching tool. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I I
1: hear you. I definitely hear that point of view. And so uh, I think we maybe need to define a few things here first. So some of the skill in painting minis is very much the hand-eye coordination, muscle memory, like a real tactile feel for what the brush should be doing, what the paint looks like on the brush, mm-hmm. what kind of strokes you need to be taken. Um, how to get those glazes and blends and, and all that stuff the way that you want. And there's a real hard cap on how much, you know, somebody in front of a a video camera on the other side of the world can help you out with that. Mm-hmm. So much of that, you know, there's no substitute for experience on that stuff. You've you've yeah. got to put paint on the brush and and smush it around and see how it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at with that exactly you know you have to put paint on your brush and you have to try those things out as much as possible and you're not necessarily going to get it right you're going to have to keep doing it and you're gonna have to learn like how especially in your environment with your tools with your brushes whatever how that's gonna work and it's just gonna take time
1: Yeah. yeah you need to to go through all the common mistakes yourself you need to you need to see for yourself why it's important to to flush out your airbrush every five minutes. You need to <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep that tip clean. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You need to see for yourself what happens when that tip gets uh, not clean and, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. starts uh, spritzing, spritzing all over the place, globules. Yeah. yeah dry dry it. tip. Hmm. mm Hmm.
2: That does
0: that does bring up the kind of uh, the other half of. YouTube videos in general, or mini painting videos, is the actual practical tips, the hot tips, if you will, that do help you, which is, I mean, yeah, because they're, they're straightforward, right? Like, dry tip. Don't let your airbrush get dry tip.
1: Yeah. Right? And the and the learning process on that is twofold. One, you, you hear people say that all the time, and so it's sorta of rattling around in your brain, and, and two, you experience the problem and then, oh, oh yeah. Right. right. Really a, a, a one two there on figuring that one out.
0: But it's much um, quicker, right? Because you've now been exposed to it. Yeah. So like in that regard, yeah, I think that's it's pretty uh educational.
1: Yeah. So I am of the mind, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a point here, but it's just the way I think of it. I think of a lot of this hobby as actually being the, the hot tips and the toolbox.
2: Okay. And,
1: uh, obvi- I don't have a, a ton of skill. I am, I am proficient in some aspects of moving my paintbrush around, but I, I am not a, a highly skilled person in that realm. But I I feel like I know a lot of strategies for approaching a lot of different problems. And so every time I get to part of a paint job, I have a couple of choices. I can make a choice that's pretty easy for my skill level and it will probably give me a look I like. So an example I want to use here is red eyes. Casey, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm painting a goblin and I want to give him red eyes, maybe even glowing red eyes. How do I do it?
0: Uh, how, how would you do that? Well, I suppose you could take a teeny tiny brush and dot the eye with red. Sure. Or if it were me, Mm -hmm. I would probably paint the eye and a little bit around it white and then drop Mm -hmm. in some like red thin down paint to make it glowy.
1: Nice. Okay. Those were kind of two of the options I was thinking of there. Well this Good. is this is kind of the point I want to make. <laughs> it's like is it being tested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that that approach you you mentioned second of paint the eyes white and then put a put a glaze or a red wash on top mm-hmm. to make it a, a like a bright red with some variation in it. Yeah. That's a uh, that's not hard. That's super easy right, as, yeah. long, as long as you have the the control to be able to make the white dots in the first place, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It's its just do this, then do this. That is actually something that is very easy to communicate in a video.
0: Yeah, step one, uh, step two, right. Yeah.
1: It's a its a simple process. You can say it in a video. And since it's, in, I mean, you can say it in a podcast and have it make sense. It's Paint point. the eye white, put a red wash on top.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if there was a video accompanying that, you could see like, oh yeah, that does give a pretty cool effect. Yeah, the, the, there there is almost a little bit of glow behind those eyes, and so so the video helps in that way. Um, and I think a lot of mini painting comes down to to just hundreds of of those little tidbits, those little nuggets of here's mm-hmm. a way to approach this problem. Here is one solution to to get me to where I think I want to go on this. And I think that YouTube videos can communicate all those little tips oftentimes pretty well. Yeah. Now, I... (laughs) Of course it depends on the video if the tips that you get are the tips you clicked on the video for. <laughs> that's uh, very as true. as I've gone further and further along of, of painting and watching videos, it's like stupid random things that I'm like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um and it's I mean it can be almost anything, LGBT like, oh, that's a cool color, or that's a cool tool, or oh, I like I like putting you know the separation between those two areas, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and and it's—I think of it as nuggets. That's that's the word I'm going to use—is nuggets, little little nuggets of like, oh, this is this is a cool trick. This is a cool idea.
0: Yeah, et cetera. Yeah. I—I I mean, I'm I'm definitely on board with what you're saying. I think that that makes a lot of sense because you do kind of build a toolbox of like not shortcuts, but like little techniques, right? And and mm-hmm. sure, some of the, the, like, more difficult things, you know, you got glazing and wet blending and, and all these things that are, are more difficult techniques, technically, than painting something white and then washing it with red. But, like, it's all in your toolbox at some point, and you, you do learn those things. Um, I think something that accompanies that pretty well and something that I take away from most painting videos that I watch are, like, Oh, I used, you know, this particular product to do this thing, right? So, okay, I'm looking at like uh, an oil wash. Okay, that looks really cool. I want that effect on my models. Mm -hmm. So how do you make that? Okay, you buy an oil paint and you buy a mineral spirits. Okay, I have no idea where to go from there. But I'm going to experiment with that. And now I, you know, and that I know where I like things and how I like to use them. It's like, I have an idea of how that works for me, but I got the idea from watching this video. So I bought those products. Um, Something that I I think is also on the, a little bit more on the inspirational side that you put in your toolbox is when you see a technique that, that is a difficult thing to do, that does require something specific, like an oil wash or, or, you know, maybe a brown enamel or something like that. um, You know what it is. You know what is possible with mm-hmm. that product, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. if you can't achieve that right away, you know that the potential is there. So there's right. something to work towards. Yes, and, and that's that's I think where I land most of the time when I'm watching something. It's like I know that with this, this is achievable, and it's mm-hmm. and it's because of me wherever I'm at that I'm not able to get there yet. But, you know, if I keep practicing with that thing, with that tool, I'm going to get there.
1: Yeah. And sometimes that's a long path and requires a fair bit of skill to develop. And, and sometimes it's pretty quick. Like, I mean, an oil wash, there's a little bit of messing around to get the consistency right. But other than that, like it, it's kind yeah, of self-explanatory. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, or, or at least... <laughs> Not, not that uh, you're all gonna end up at exactly the same place with, but with an oil wash, there's a lot of right answers in terms of just throwing a wash at something. Maybe it's gonna be more dirty or more clean than than the way the youtuber did it, but it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna do something to the model, and most of the time, it's it's beneficial and ends up with with a look, you know. Maybe with it's not exactly the one you thought you were going for, but you'll, you'll definitely get a look out of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I think that's, that's really what I mean by potential, right? It's like, you're going to get a look, might not be the one that they got, but you know, whatever <laughs> they got is definitely possible. So it's, a, right. it's about refinement, right? From there, you, you, you figure out that process by trial and error. Yep. So again, just being kind of inspirational, even in just the product choice.
1: Yeah. Right. And product choice is definitely something you can learn from YouTube videos. And I don't even know if the word inspirational is the one you want to use, but it
2: is, is,
1: you can kind of get a consensus of what are the tools and supplies that other people seem to be using. Other people seem to be getting a lot of mileage out of. Yeah. Uh, And I I don't like to think of myself as just someone who says, buy this, 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 buy this, 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 this. But from time to time, I I hope you are watch be like, oh dang that, that micron pen that seems pretty cool. That, <laughs> I mean, I, like I, I did that. see yeah. that,
0: and I was yeah. like, I was pretty impressed by the coverage of that micron pen. Honestly, um, we'll
1: we'll see. I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if it's gonna go dead after another like foot of linear oh, sure? foot of use or something I'm like <laughs> over
0: acrylic paint. It's just like getting clogged up or something.
1: <laughs> it's just done. That's possible. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I could see that because I, I, I have heard that the uh, whatever evaporates out of that ink cuts through acrylic. So I mm-hmm. can see that actually affecting that at some point and getting clogged in that tip so that the ink isn't coming out of the, the felt anymore. Or it makes sense. It is. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's I think it's alcohol based.
0: Right. Yeah. So right. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Still, Micron pens. That's definitely a hot tip. A nugget, if you will. That's paint, a paint some right eyeballs, there. like I didn't paint right. any of the eyeballs on these uh these cadians I painted, but you know what? if I had a micron pen, I would
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm gonna tell you i I got some nuggets out of your video about those imperial guards, okay I'm I'm oh, yeah, yeah, so if yeah, you I'm were just browsing about. YouTube and you're like, oh, this guy put together some imperial guard wrong let's let's click on this video, see what this is all about I
0: should, I should retitle it mm-hmm. <laughs> grown man builds tanks wrong. Warhammer 40K.
1: <laughs> right. So that video, just being honest, like maybe somebody clicked on it because they wanted to see what was going on with your particular paint job for that type of model. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were some people out there who's like, yeah, I've been thinking about painting some army men's or some, you know, yeah. Cadium Imperial Guard in particular. Let's, let's check this out. Um, but I think the real value of that video came in just... A couple of nuggets spread throughout it, which were in no way advertised in the title or in the
0: no, <laughs> in the that's, thumbnail. So that's, that's the way I you like
1: Used it. <laughs> silly putty as a mask in that yeah. video. Mm-hmm. You you painted camo by using a silly putty mask and then spraying the tank with the airbrush, and and then you took away the silly putty mask and you sort of had a camo pattern on there. Cool.
0: It's cool. very effective. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't do a lot of masking. I have some masking tape. I've a mm-hmm. couple of times tried to use blue tack, but it's a little too aggressive. Yeah, it might be. So I I would benefit from that nugget. I should get myself some Silly Putty. I know I should. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the Silly Putty masking thing is, um, man, I don't even remember who told me that. It was like three or four years ago. Somebody was sure. just like, oh, you need to go buy this like Silly Putty. Because I think like... Some company had a version of that and they were selling it for for way too much money and they're like, Look, it's putty for masking. It doesn't take the paint off. And someone else is like, Yeah, that's just recolored silly putty. <laughs> like it's not different. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh. So yeah, I uh, my my wife actually just bought me a pound of silly putty the that's other day. It's a big, egg. It's, that's a a big, big egg. Egg. it's a big one. <laughs> it's a lot of putty. Because I, I kept, I kept taking my, my son, silly putty, I, I kept going into his like toy box and be like, I need to borrow this for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, if you have kids, daddy's painting uh, yeah, yeah, yeah t- sorry, son, daddy's painting canadians. <laughs> I need to borrow your silly putty. Yeah. So yeah, my wife went out and bought me a whole pound of it. It was very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, but uh, worth worth buying if you uh, airbrush, for sure.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of the things that you can learn, like knowing that Silly Putty works, that is something that you have now learned mm-hmm. that's in your brain that's never going anywhere and that does give you more options when you're painting. It gives you a route to create cool camo patterns or to mask anything else that you want to mask off while you're especially doing, you know, spray painting. And so, so yeah, that easily conveyed by a video and uh, sort of picked up at random by a viewer. You know, yeah. somebody going into that video doesn't know, and unless you specifically make a video about hot tips for making camo or things you can do with Silly Putty or why you need Silly Putty at your painting desk. Nobody knows that's what they're gonna learn from that video, but yeah, it's true. we'll pick that up, file it away in the in the filing cabinet in the toolbox, and yeah. maybe pull it out sometime.
0: I that I mean that's true. That's I, I think for the most part, those are the kinds of things that uh again you put in your toolbox. And if I'm watching a video and it's titled one thing or another, I'm I'm not necessarily expecting anything else. Um and I personally try and title my videos like fairly generically. It's like in this video, I'm talking about the Astra Militarum and the two sides of this army. And yeah, I'm painting an entire start collecting box and some, but you don't need to know that that's just the entertaining part of the video. So I can talk over it for 20 minutes. Eh, I don't know. Um, I mean, mm. I, I do like to to slip in the, the nuggets because it's like, that's, that's just the entertaining part of the painting portion i guess is is a good way to put it i i think a lot of uh, mini tubers do that it's like well how do i make this sound less boring by just saying and then i painted blue right
1: right so part of it is is you consciously doing new and interesting techniques to keep your viewers uh informed interested (laughs) engaged learning something new yeah but i'm sure part of it is as you are growing and learning as a painter you're trying out new stuff Mm -hmm. and some of the things some of the things that you did in that video are going to be new to you or or, or, um to somebody and and so will by definition be (laughs) new to at least the audience that has learned everything they've ever known from you specifically on youtube
0: which, which uh, is, that's, that's a thing. I mean, look, if, uh, if you've only ever watched, like, my channel or Brent's channel, you, you got to branch out. <laughs> like, there's more out there.
1: <laughs> there is. You can learn a lot about uh, using pale sand as a universal highlight from Dana Howell.
0: And Vince Venturella.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Vince also taught me about using uh, light flesh tones as a universal highlight. Pretty much, yeah. Take those take those clownfish highlights all the way up to yeah. yeah, to to light. Scott, Caucasian skin tone. Sure, sure, sure. It's
0: it's funny you say that. That is actually one of those nuggets that I picked up at some point, probably from Vince, and yeah. it's just been employed for pretty much forever now. Like if I'm highlighting something, I'm using kind of an off white that has some yellow in it, mm-hmm. like that almost always works (laughs) yeah yeah
1: and and i think vince in particular has actually made videos that are on that exact topic oh he has yeah but uh normally it's just you're watching dana and like oh there she goes with that pale sand again
0: yeah well it really is a useful color you can use that
1: on everything (laughs) you should use that
0: on everything i mean pretty much like it's I mean that—that's one of those things that uh, you don't really think about when you start. You know, you're like, "Well, I want to make this lighter, so I'm gonna mix it in white, right?" It's like, no, that's—that's that's like, it—it it seems counterintuitive, but no, yeah. gotta mix in that off white with some yellow, cause it keeps the saturation of your yeah. color much better than white.
1: So we think uh, as it is a broader topic. Mm-hmm. Color choice and color combinations in general actually are something that you will learn about through YouTube. That's true. And yeah. I think most of the time this is very in the background osmosis, slowly sinking into your brain of mm-hmm. of colors that you like, combos that you like, things that you want to try. But every once in a while it will be very on the nose with pale sand, or or sometimes you'll just yeah. be like, hey. Orange armor is the best color for orcs. You know, I should have seen this sooner, but you know what? There's no denying. You know, orange armor is the best color for orcs. Actually, and sometimes yeah. it's just right there, undeniable. Something clicks in your brain and you learn something from a YouTube video,
0: you know? Where did you learn that?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Casey. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's just through osmosis somewhere. I painted an orc once with uh, orange pants. It's actually one of my favorite orcs. <laughs> uh-huh. like he's the only one with orange pants out of my entire like almost three thousand, four thousand points of orcs, just this one guy with orange pants sticks out from a mile away.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh no, in my case, one of one of my old videos, uh the, the deodorant speeder bike with it works all over it. Mm-hmm. Right? I did orange for the big work on that. I was like, Oh yeah, this is that's this is the way to go. That was But hopefully was I was awesome. able to show uh right. other people that okay. fact through that video I mean um <laughs> and also locally my friend Alex has been painting his orcs orange alright and he's right I gotta hand it to him he's right he knows what he's doing
0: yeah well I'll just throw this this tidbit in there if you are washing your orc skin with purple yeah orange is gonna look pretty good Mm. yeah mm-hmm it's also a thing you do is wash the green skin with purple not brown or green that's just a whole other thing
1: there's a nugget for you. Look, we're just wash like, that Osmos orc skin with purple. The place, you didn't think man. about that yeah. before, did you? <laughs> or some of you are typing. I knew to wash orc skin with purple, but I, I know, I know. This is for everybody else. Right? This is for yeah. everybody don't, else. Don't worry yeah. about it. We we know.
0: We, yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it.
1: We knew you knew how to wash orc skin with purple. Yeah, yeah. And we knew you wash with red. We know you wash with green. And you wash with with brown. We see you. We mm-hmm. see you. We know you're there. But purple's the way to go. Purple, know, orange. It is. Armor. It's a good way to go.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. You go. You go.
1: Okay. Also, I was just gonna say teal. That was really. That
0: was. That was... Teal. Teal is just a good color. Hmm. I mean, honestly, like, uh, actually, I didn't necessarily want to talk about. I'm going to now. Um, I I got like a pretty good head start after finishing my Cadians on the next thing that I'm working on videos coming out like July 10th or something. Um, and I actually finished it. So it's weird. It's like up on my Patreon already, which never happens. I, I literally have no idea how the time got there and what happened, but it's done. Um, but it's mostly like teal workup on uh tomb Kings model and it is lovely. It's wonderful.
1: Amazing. Just
0: throwing that out there. I had a very good Incredible. time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Here's another one. Here's another one. I learned this from James Wopple,
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm sure other people know this this secret too, but James Wapple, he's the one that taught it to me. And for me, it was a quick a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Gold. Gold? You start with gold, and then you put a little purple tint somewhere on there. You put a little green tint somewhere on there. Ah, uh, yes. Green, purple, gold. Whoa. Oh, that's the stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, there's an and actual name for that. I, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but there is an actual name for that. It's like Heat Something or Glaze <sighs> Something. I forget.
1: Rule one of the Book of Wobble is what that is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what that's called.
0: It's funny. Actually, I learned the same thing, but not from him. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, I feel unless you're an art student or or whatever, like if you just sat down day after day, put in eight hours a day at your painting desk, it would take you a long time to figure out. You put a little purple and a little bit of green on top of some gold. That's that's almost got to come as a hot tip from some random outside source.
0: I've made... Five or six videos about that exact thing. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because okay, if you well, want to see what he's he talking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's osmosis. I probably did too. I don't know. James Wobble <laughs> yeah. is a nugget on his own. Okay, <laughs> like go find yeah, that. That's
1: something you learned. Go watch James Wobble. Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
0: Oh, right man. there. Did I, did I ever tell you? I I don't think. Maybe I did. I know, it's embarrassing. Um, so I did a collab with James Wapple, and I didn't know it was actually like who who he was.
1: Okay, how how'd that
0: work out? I asked him if he wanted to do a thing. He did a thing, and uh-huh. uh, it was a whole collaboration that we did. You were you were a part of it too, actually. Sounds right. Yep. Um, yeah, but I didn't realize that's who that was. Uh... And he like followed through and did a whole thing and like made like a three hour video about it.
1: Some of his three-hour videos are just a recording of his three-hour stream, though. Oh, yeah, but... it was. Okay, okay. It was.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, he still talked about it. He talked about, like, the whole point of it and why we were doing it. But I just, it it kind of, like, uh, yeah, like, I was pretty new coming back to the hobby. Did not realize that that was the James Waple that is the James Wapple. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? huh. saying it's kind of embarrassing, you know?
1: It's okay, Casey. I'm sure he forgives you.
0: <laughs> he doesn't uh, even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you'll, certainly didn't tell him you that. You'll get your chance
1: to apologize at some point. Uh, yeah. You're good for it.
0: I, I didn't do it last time at Adepticon. Maybe next year.
1: It'll <laughs> we'll be a Gen Con, I bet. I bet.
0: <laughs> probably. All
1: right. Oh, okay. So I've got a, I've got a slightly, slightly wandering on the same topic here. But some of the things that, you, some of the nuggets that you get, are you learn that something you thought was gonna be hard is actually easy. So a little while ago you were talking about like, okay, this is possible. It might take some work, but here's the thing that's possible. Kind of using these colors and these tools, and if I practice, I can get to this point. And yeah. that is useful to know. Useful to have a goal. But there are some things watching a video. Where something is way easier than you thought it was going to be, you're like, "Oh, yeah. wait, I could just I could just be doing this the whole time." <laughs> um, as as one example, like just if you, if you got some big black eyes and you just like a tiny bit of dot, a dot of white in each eye, just as like a little mm-hmm. glint from from a light source. That's that's all it is. Or, or I mean, you can go more complicated, but like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the The easiest variant is just a little little speck of white and then uh you know kind of in the same part of the other eye so that it's reflecting the same light source, so Is just another little glint of a of light in are you, little you're glint are talking of light, about light
0: um, uh like lenses right not eyes
1: it, for lenses too yeah okay yeah. i'm i'm trying I, I was thinking p- big like big bug eyes or lenses yeah either way
0: yeah okay big bug eyes i'm, I'm trying to think of smaller but nah, anyways yeah my bad um yes you're right i agree there
1: and so that's that's an example of something that sometimes an effect just looks so cool and, and you can't even like begin to think like how how'd they make that eye or that lens look looks so realistic like oh it's it's a dot of white right there like in the corner yeah yeah there's there's a dot of white in the corner it's amazing what your
0: brain fills in with such little information right right
1: (laughs) and and it's one of those things that you might have thought that was completely out of reach and then you see someone do it and just real quick boom dot that in Mm -hmm. it looks awesome now oh oh, okay all right (laughs) (laughs) I might have to try that someday that didn't look too hard all right
2: yeah
1: Um, and, and it kind of you know along the same lines going back to that video you just did with the the army men's when you were painting the vehicles the the walker and the tank you were weathering the edges by just putting steel like scrapes along the edges basically
0: yeah just a dirty edge highlight
1: yeah just a dirty edge highlight with Mm. with your steel color and i think weathering really falls into this category of it can be very simple stuff Right. sponging on some brown and orange Mm. putting putting a few random marks of silver along the edge of something to make it look like the edge scraped the paint off right there down to bare, bare metal yeah um very very simple things that if you're looking at the model as a whole if you're looking at a finished piece you might be like i have no idea how they did any of that but some of it's mm-hmm. simple tricks tricks and tips and tricks tricks and tricks nuggets all, all simple the, nuggets all
0: the same all good things all
1: them nuggets that you can get right down to yeah. give it a shot tonight
0: uh, well yeah actually uh that that does remind me like doing scratches on armor that's one of those things that seems like, man, that's like like that's difficult, and then you realize, oh no, you just you just put a little white line under that darker scratch line, and it looks three mm-hmm. dimensional because, again, your brain fills things in, and it's like oh that that was not as hard as I thought it was gonna be,
1: yeah, that's a great example yeah yeah i hadn't I hadn't thought about that one, great example, yeah, make a scratch in in the armor his black line, and then like the highlight color for the armor just right alongside the black line and there you go yeah right you did it You did it yeah that
0: that's a good one i like that one yeah that one actually took me a i think because i just didn't like i didn't want to ruin my model so i just never tried it um yeah so like for a long time i relied on like mistakes in like if i washed a model and like there was a splotch of like say gnome oil on some piece of armor. I'm like, oh no. Oh, but wait, I can just put some of that like lighter color underneath that weird splotch. And all of a sudden, like, holy right. crap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I it took me a while to like do it intentionally, right? To yeah. put the splotches or the lines or the whatever. And then, you know, you, you practice that a little bit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this, yeah, this, this is good. I yeah. can do this
1: yeah the the combination of of either black or dark brown and whatever the highlight color of is of the model mm-hmm. like yeah the the highlight color of of the armor plate is like the distressed paint around the chip and then the black is the the chipped off paint, yeah, and so yeah, just just pairing highlight color right next to black makes it look like there was a paint chip there on on the armor or whatnot, boom, yeah and it's one of those things that yeah that easily conveyed in a youtube video and maybe the the creator was nice and made a youtube video about how to weather armor mm-hmm. or maybe they just happened to be weathering armor in some, some and unrelated video and and you picked it up but yeah my experience has been that you actually can get a ton of useful nuggets that actually don't necessarily require skill you just file them away as tools of something you might want to try someday uh, but yeah you can get a lot of that stuff from youtube videos hmm. Learning how to blend that's harder that's harder
0: <laughs> yeah. right and i think you know maybe it is the more difficult things that like specific techniques of like knowing how much paint do i have on my brush like. What am I supposed to do? Like you can get the idea from it, but you really do have to just do it a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and that in a nutshell is really what I mean by no, you don't really learn how to paint better, but you kinda do. Like you, you pick things up and you get some ideas of stuff. You get to ideas. Try. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm agreeing with you without agreeing with you. Okay. Or, we're agreeing to disagree to agree, or some such. Yeah. Yeah. Something I think,
1: like that. I think it's good to have these videos on in the background, and every once in a while you'd be like, whoa, what just
0: happened? Well, hold on. <laughs> I can use that. Yeah. <laughs> or I might use that. Right, but... right. And I, I do like that. I do like just picking up a few things and putting them in my back pocket. Um. Like, some time ago long ago I don't even know when I watched some video on YouTube back before I even really started painting and it stuck with me a thing that I heard crackle medium makes spider webs out of an airbrush I didn't own an airbrush I didn't even know what the hell crackle medium was but you know what the other day I bought some crackle medium and I put that shit through my airbrush and guess what it did made spider webs
1: Mm. that's pretty cool
0: it was cool I was very excited (laughs) I like, I ended up covering did, half my office in spiderwebs, but you know, whatever.
1: Did it require any skill on your part to make these
0: spiderwebs? Um I did have to like figure out where they were angling out of the airbrush. I wasn't quite sure cuz you couldn't really see them. And then like uh-huh. like some stuff over in the corner of my office was like covered in what looked like cobwebs and like, of course, my kid comes in. And he's like, Daddy, there's spiders everywhere. Like, oh, no, I made those. I made those spiders. I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Those are real. It's like, no, I promise they're not real. Don't they worry They do about
1: you it. look real, they don't look they, look they, real, son. though, yeah, yeah. I
0: scared the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> Thank you, son. That's
2: the
0: nicest thing you could have <laughs> yeah, said. Right? Like, oh, that, that is a, that's a wonderful compliment. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, that's definitely one of those things I just picked up like five or six years ago that I, I don't know, it just, just was there incepted Mm. into my mind. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, I think we have one other thing that is like kind of important based on this topic. And that is, that is learning the order of operations in how to actually paint something. Yes, That is a thing that you do actually learn, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, it's different from different people, right? There's the Games Workshop way, and then there's the whoever else way, you know. Um, there's even the James Waple way, which is like no other way, right? There there are people that do things in their own way, but you can learn the order of operations to paint a certain way. Like Games Workshop is two thin coats for everything. You base coat it, you wash it, you highlight back up. That, that's how you paint
2: that's a good that order, is a way right to paint.
0: There. An yeah. effective way to paint. Mhm. It's not the only way to paint. No.
1: No. Um and, yeah. and a lot of this is just understanding what colors go under and over other colors, you know, how to how to layer things up to get the effect that you want. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, for example, if you're trying to paint a bright orange, over black that's not gonna work you gotta you gotta paint that some other light color first you paint that right you know, paint pale sand over that black then then you go with the orange
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, paint a red much, brown yeah. over
1: that black then go with the
0: orange yeah. the red brown that's that's definitely a, a nugget for sure red brown primer yeah. right yeah we talked about and this look, before. That, oh, yeah.
1: that would be an acceptable name for a YouTube video. Best Primer Colors or Red Brown is the Best Primer Color. But otherwise, that just might be something you randomly pick up. Like, oh, he didn't prime with black. This, what, yeah. What's this guy priming with red brown for? Oh, wow. That is a useful undercoat for flesh, rusty metal, uh, warm colors, mud leather, I could keep going. I'm slowing down, but I could keep going.
0: <laughs> you're like, I gotta think for a sec, but I could. for uh, uh, uh <laughs> other things that other are mud. close to reddish, not <laughs> black colors. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, the red-brown is definitely a good way to go. It's, it does keep, like, you're not painting over black, essentially. That's, that's what that is. Right. Um, so you can get less coats of lighter colors that just look better
1: yeah it makes sense yeah yeah and and not saying that the like the paint recipe is necessarily what you get from a paint painting video but the the general order or the way to approach a project right uh, right that that's the sort of stuff that does sink in and is useful information Mm
0: mm-hmm so with all that, where where do you land on the actual question? The the specific question of does watching you too many painters actually make you a better painter?
1: I I think yes, and part of that is just the way I paint is not reliant on freehand painting making smooth <laughs> blends. Uh like a lot of the way I paint is sort of paint by numbers let's try this trick let's try this trick this color combo Mm -hmm. and so a lot of those things are just ideas that actually can be transferred very easily okay uh, even in a podcast but especially on a video (laughs) um and yeah i i think a lot of a lot of my painting skill in quotation marks is just of Acquired a decent number of fun tips and tricks that I like to try. I don't know.
0: Huh? Okay, I mean that that makes sense. Um, I think I'm still falling on the uh, not technically scale, <laughs> but like okay, you you keep
1: trying to figure out how to yeah. do your non-metallic metals over there. I'll be. I mean, that's the I'll thing, I'll be right? over here knowing that Vallejo metal color is the best true <laughs> metallic metal.
0: Which is which <laughs> is what I use. Okay. Uh, in fact, I, I think which I told actually you to go by that. is an example
1: of, of the difference we're talking about here. Like, if you want to learn how to paint non-metallic mm-hmm. metal, you get a couple of little nuggets from online videos. Yeah. And then you just got to put in the time.
0: No, I mean, um, in videos that are even like, oh, I showed you this in one-to-one speed for an hour and a half, it's like yeah, But where did you decide to put those colors? right Like why did right, you right. decide that? It's like the 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 basic I I should be answering this is not always answered, right It is a okay yeah. I I see the colors you're using. I see the like the brush techniques you're using.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I need to try that and put it into action and do it over and over again until I understand right. why this is looking the way it is.
2: Right. Or and if you have feedback, you know.
1: Some of those things can be taught. Like, oh, yeah. here's yeah. a cylinder. The way light plays on a cylinder is it yeah. kind of makes, you know, a stripe down, yeah. down the cylinder.
0: But like um, that nugget right there is what led me to, I suppose, learning how to do some of that stuff in general. How to highlight certain things was look at this like this instead of thinking about sure. it as metal or whatever else it is. These are just... um you know, shapes that are painted in a certain way. Right.
1: Yeah. But but even then uh, here, make this part of the cylinder shiny mm-hmm. and this part of the cylinder dark. You're on your own. Good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. Have fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man
1: here here's your expensive brush there's a selection of expensive paints uh have have fun making that shiny you know where the shininess needs to go go for it do it do it do it yeah Mm -hmm. that um that doesn't transfer so good over the youtube videos right you can try but you you gotta do Uh, it
0: i mean i think the most i've ever learned in one like session of painting has been when somebody was in front of me showing me and then like helping me along like taking an actual class it was like Mm -hmm. oh i i literally see how you're doing this as you're explaining it and then repeating it and then i'm doing it and they're telling me oh no you, you need to like angle it up here or you need to place this here it's like oh that that makes sense yeah I see why you would want to do those things, <laughs> you know.
1: I will set my airbrush to thirty psi. I'll dial that in on the, the regulator, and I will put Vallejo metal color steel into my airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> that is a valid option. <laughs> but, but but yeah, having having the knowledge of different ways to accomplish similar results or mm-hmm. or like acceptable results, even yeah. i I don't want the the non-metallic metal fans to be like that is not the same but you know ways to paint something that kind of looks like metal like there's different ways to do it and some ways are more technique heavy or or more practice heavy require more experience (laughs) and some options really are just like yeah here put some put some silver on there right don't Thin your paints a little bit, not too much. So this, there's still, yeah, there's there's still a little bit of of, uh,
0: but how of much? Yeah, experience, yeah. yeah. Uh, just just because we're talking about non-metallic metal, uh, I'm gonna throw out a good nugget, right? Okay. So whenever I paint actual true metallics, um, you know the the James Wapple thing comes in. Like if you're painting gold, you get your your uh, greens and your purples in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's always good to do. Uh, if I'm painting like silver, then I try and get like the dark blacks, the outlines. Um, but then I'll take the brightest highlight silver that I have, and I will try and paint in the same way that you would paint non-metallic metal. So. Yeah, if it's a cylinder, I'm going to, like, you know, paint it like a cylinder should be painted. And if it's if it's an orb, I'm going to paint it like an orb should be painted. And all these shapes that have, like, specific reflection types. And that way yeah. I have the real metallics, but they look a little more intentional. And sure. it's practice every time you do it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I do think that that has helped. That's some good advice.
1: I like that. Yeah. I, I do that, too, sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Good good way to go without uh yeah. having to
1: highlight your metals. Paint metals, then highlight your metals.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Seems good. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: good. yeah. Uh I did have one more thing, one more actual thing, and I'm scrolling to find it and trying to cover for that. Alright. Um I suppose this is mostly related, but I guess I'm just calling us out, people out in general, but are are many painting YouTubers an actual representation of the hobby or is it is it exaggerated?
1: What do you mean by that question?
0: So, most people, most normal hobbyists like it, they don't paint every day, right? People don't generally paint every day and it's on and okay. it's off and the amount of products you get, the amount of models you get, I think I think people get a sense that I'm watching this person, they paint and they're doing their hobby and it looks like this right, like the desk behind me, the paint racks behind you are normal and I'm just I'm just saying like that, that's not normal like don't let that be normal whatever you have in your hobby room and your hobby space and the amount of models you have is more than adequate I just want to throw that out there, because I, I think that oftentimes um, we kind of misrepresent the hobby in general and show, like, the extreme side of it, of, like, the extreme hoarding and piles of shame and, like, all of these things that not aren't necessarily true. You know what I mean?
1: I think there's a lot of people like us out there.
0: I No, I do think oh, there are. Oh, a lot of people I do. with
1: piles. A yeah. lot yeah. No, I, I absolutely hear you. And we've talked before, hey, a level one hobby desk is still a hobby desk and we're we're glad you're getting some paint on models, yeah. and that's awesome.
0: That that's um, all, all I wanted to say. Yeah.
1: Man, I think there's I think there's a deeper philosophical question here, Casey.
2: <laughs> Probably um, yeah.
1: but I think it is true that people have bought those little drawers behind you because you have put them in videos. Probably. And because you are on the internet, making videos causes people to be more like you. Yeah. Um, Only do that that's... if
0: you're going to make your tank look like this. Just to piss everyone <laughs> off. This I want to see that.
1: <laughs> uh, for real, though, there's going to be at least somebody who's making a mechanized army who's going to have all their tanks backwards. And right. they're going to be a little smarter about it. They're going to chop off their exhaust and they're going to put it on the Front now, back of their tanks, and uh I could do they'll find that. a way they'll figure it out I could <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll make it happen
0: that maybe that's um, what I should have done. I should have literally gone in, snipped off the exhaust and like the engine block and and literally just glued them on the other side, and been like, I fixed it, guys, I took yeah. care of it,
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is this is really a whole other podcast if we ever want to do that but the existence of people putting videos on the internet i think somewhat standardizes what this hobby is yeah and you know uh, it inks were all the rage and oil paints were all the rage and man i think we're i think we're getting into the era of of golden high flow acrylics you know like Like there's, there
0: are definitely
1: fads that propagate through Mm. the hobby community because of people like you, Casey. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, I'm way more of a shill than you are.
1: It comes in phases. It but comes in cycles. So. Brent,
0: Brent over here doesn't do army painter
1: <laughs> speed paints yet, though. But having a, fun with those, you that's know. That's
0: a negative. No, I, I did yeah. in the last video, and the teals that I'm doing on the tomb king's model are army painter air paints. So very nice. Yes, there is very a section nice. in that. Yeah. But while the video is sponsored by NordVPN, and I did get paid for that, the army painter section is not, and I do show those paints. And I talk about them, and I say these are good.
1: <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, man, I every day i I do a YouTube search for WizKids Frameworks. Right, yeah. <laughs> every day, there's no new results. So
0: mm, just, just a I'm video the only person who's ever painted $50 those cobolds. <laughs> <laughs> the first and last person to ever paint fifty five dollar kobolds we're, no, we're just i think gonna...
1: uh, i do think den of imagination who did the the sculpting for a lot of those models did paint the kobolds so I
0: mean, if I'm you're not, sculpting i'm them, not literally
1: it. the only person i might be the only person who didn't also sculpt the models who painted them yeah. but uh, yeah. uh
0: actually you know i i don't think i told you this i was looking on ebay for uh frameworks models and there are some that people have painted i didn't see kobolds No. But I have oh, yeah. seen them, and they are for sale. Like, oh, I don't want these anymore. They're used. And I've been like, this close, man. This close. Do it. I know. Do I it. <laughs> Just paint some frameworks. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. It's still on my list, yeah. you know. I got I got a long list right now. I got a oh. real big list.
1: <laughs> okay. So back when I used to have a job to go to, or or school or whatever... Or whatever. I would try to remember the day after the Super Bowl, like the morning of the day after the Super Bowl, to look up the scores so that I knew who played in the Super Bowl the day before. Right.
0: So you'd be like, how about that? I did them? that so
1: that, you know, I could go to work and I could be semi-social and at least not embarrass myself at the whole water cooler talk, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there is a version of that in the mini painting community, like, part of what you learn from watching YouTube videos is, is you see where the fads are at. Yeah. You know, would be like, all right, man,
0: got a Zenithal and slap chop those models. Yeah. That's, you, that's, that's, you gotta, you, gotta know, you gotta know the gotta word Zenithal.
1: Do. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you show up to the water cooler a Depticon <laughs> yeah. and you don't know the word
0: Zenithal, if you don't know the word slap chop, what are you doing? <laughs> Somebody rolls up <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, I see you primed out of black. Did you, uh, did you use zenithal on that yeah. Zenithal?
1: Now it's not going to make you a better painter. Well, slap chop will make you an amazing
0: <laughs> yeah. painter, but real fast. Too. You know,
1: simply knowing knowing the word slap chop will not make you a better painter. No, not a little. No, but but you need to know it because you're going to look like a you know look like a dang fool if you you show up at a a social gathering and and everybody's talking about stuff and That's you true. don't you don't know that the Bruins played the Browns in the Super Bowl yesterday. Oh, you know, Oh,
0: my God right oh yeah right yeah i mean they're they're uh, both okay i'm not even
1: (laughs) (laughs) this guy the lakers are gonna win this year (laughs) the
0: lakers are gonna win the super bowl this year
1: (laughs) but uh yeah no there's there is that effect, man. You know, you you meet a stranger for the first time, and you you meet a stranger. You can talk about the weather, okay? Sure. Yeah, maybe that's maybe you can talk about the food truck that you can both see from where you're standing. Mm-hmm. You move on from that. You can talk about other things that you might have in common. Like, hey, you see that new Star Wars movie? Okay. Did you, yeah. you see those Grogu stories? You know? So yeah. Um,
0: Did you watch that? But, new but if you were hanging out with nerds, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, You're hanging out with nerds. You're looking for things you can talk about. Like, hey, do you see that that Tau Manta diorama? You know, do you uh, see...
0: Which one? The on-tabletop one or the Squidward?" No, one? No, no, we do not do this. <laughs> yeah. We do not do this
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have it on good authority that Squidward does not watch these, but... Uh... People will tell him. So,
0: uh, that's what are you talking? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> what are you talking about? Say that to us. What?
1: But but no, there's there is a little bit of a hive mind. There is a little bit of a mini painting community, which is a, mm-hmm. a, a solitary event for the most part. But the the interconnected to it interconnectedness a lot of the interconnectedness that is there to some degree is through social media and a part of that is YouTube. And so, yeah. Um, if, if you want to be involved in kind of the larger community, like be Hey, be aware that folks are getting into golden acrylic paints, you know, be, be aware yeah. that slap chop is awesome. Uh, I don't know. It's,
0: it's yeah have there, these things in the back uh, of your
1: mind not going to help you paint but going to help you maybe continue your end of a conversation if you meet up with some nerds at the at the yeah. game
0: store <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's true I mean if you roll up to your local G-Dubs and you're like talking Slap Chop I, I mean
1: yeah. If yeah. somebody says slap chop and everybody else in the room is laughing uh. and you just standing there like an idiot, <laughs> yeah. like not knowing what's going on, everybody and then you just kinda of laugh yeah. to be like everyone else. <laughs> slap chop. <laughs> but you don't really get it. And everyone can tell that you don't really get it. Someone's listening to this right now that doesn't know what slap chop is.
0: I you know what? I'm just gonna say it. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh my god
1: well on that note yeah
0: this is devolved quickly thank you again for joining us in another episode of paint bravely if you enjoyed this podcast please help us out by leaving us a review on itunes subscribing to the youtube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends and as always we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will talk to you next time talk to you next time